Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number six is in the books, and uh, we are on the way to week number seven. And, um, you know, Wiz, we got, we got a lot to talk about. There's a, there's a number of teams that now we've kind of gotten a good understanding of what's going on, and uh, perhaps uh, there's not a lot of room for correction uh, for, for some of these teams. And then we'll, we'll talk about some buy low and some sell high candidates and uh, waiver wires. Injuries, this is a big week, whiz for uh, bye weeks. You got the Bills off, the Rams off, the Vikings, and the Eagles. So uh, people are going to have to be paying attention. Wiz, how you doing today? Yeah, doing well. Uh, looking uh, forward to uh, week seven, uh, and uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what takes place with uh, some uh, key teams, with some key fantasy players uh, being off this week. Uh, I, I didn't watch much of that game last night, Wiz. I was busy doing a basketball draft. But I, I just, I, I mean, at this point in time, uh, Denver is as dysfunctional as we can get. But now it looks like uh, Russell Wilson's going to miss, miss some time. Yeah, apparently some sort of a he hamstring in the fourth uh, quarter of the game. And uh, the word out is that it, it could be a, a type of injury that's going to, you know, cause him to be on the sidelines for multiple weeks. We'll, uh, We'll see how it plays out, but uh, it has uh, really gotten worse and worse with each passing week for the Broncos, starting with Javante Williams, and uh, we'll see what the result is with the MRI on uh, the hamstring of Russell Wilson, but uh, uh, it doesn't look good, and I think I saw a stat where in the second half and overtime combined, he threw for 16 yards. Almost impossible to believe, but uh, it was um, it, w- it was difficult, and uh, Boy, the Broncos just their play calling, their lack of imagination, their everything about them but it just it just looks off and uh and uh, I just don't see how it's gonna get better. No, it's not it's not it's not very good. Um but there's a lot of teams not playing well. I we can include we can include the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we can include the Green Bay Packers. there's there's a lot of bad football being played in the NFL as we speak right now, Wiz. It certainly is, but I, I would say the difference between Tampa and those other teams is I think Tampa Bay still has the skilled players um, around to, to get that thing righted. I'm not quite sure uh, if I could say the same about Denver and Green Bay and some of the other teams as well. Yeah, a lot of mediocrity in the NFC, right? There's a number of teams that are 3-3. Three and three. You know, Two teams that you and I both talked about uh, before before the season started, uh, the Eagles and, and, the, and, the, uh, and the Vikings. Those are the cream of the crop right now in the NFC. Yeah, I have to say that uh, my uh, Super Bowl odds that I'm getting massive, massive odds on on DraftKings, uh, the Colts versus the Vikings, is uh, looking a little better with uh, each passing week. And the Colts have uh, won a couple of games to put them uh, right there atop of the AFC South, and they're playing the Titans this week. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, there, there's a there's a big log jam. And uh, aside from a few teams like the Eagles and Bills and um, Vikings, I guess, even though I really wouldn't put the Vikings in the class of those two teams quite yet, there is just a bunch of teams right around 500 or above or below one game or right at three and three most of the league is. So, um, you know, it, it, it looks like that's how it's going to be for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, there, there are just so many teams with question marks. It's uh, my head, My head personally is spinning when I look at, you know, the game that we had to, 
witness on Thursday. I didn't watch the game on last Thursday, but the Washington Washington Commanders and um, and the Chicago Bears and uh, everything that's going on in Carolina. Robbie Anderson traded potentially McCaffrey. Just, there's just so much going on right now. So so let's get let's get to waiver wires for the week. Was let's let's start there. Um, as I mentioned, a, n- a number of quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts not playing this week. So potentially you're going to have to dig through the waiver wire a little bit this week. Yeah, I mean, starting a quarterback, the ones that look good to me if they're still available, Matt Ryan. I mean, the Colts have played six games. He's thrown for over 350 yards in three of the six games. Um, Alec Pierce looks like he's emerging. Paris Campbell got involved. We know that uh, – um, Pittman's the number one receiver. They're using the tight ends. The backs can catch the back out of you know out of the backfield. So, whether it to be a ground and pound with Jonathan Taylor seems more right now like a passing offense. So Matt Ryan is a player. Uh, Mariota with the capability of his rushing yards and rushing touchdowns uh, as well. And uh, another quarterback that I'm gonna throw in there just because I like the skilled players on the team is Taylor Heineke, um, who's going to be available now and he's going to be starting at least for the foreseeable future. So those are the ones that I think are available in a lot of leagues at quarterback and um, quarterbacks that I, I would I would recommend if you need in a super flex league or you have a starting quarterback that's on a bye week or yeah. a quarterback that's hurt as well. And, and I guess we got we kind of have to wait and see with a couple of quarterbacks. I, I, I thought Pickett was on his way to a pretty decent game against Tampa Bay before he went down with the injury. And I, I guess we have the makings of a quarterback controversy in New England. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think they're gonna, you know, maybe give Mac Jones a little bit more time to heal up. But uh, I'm assuming that he'll get that job. But yeah, the, um, you know, Billy's happy. He's playing well, and he was a, a prolific passer at Western Kentucky, uh, and he, and he's doing well. So uh, um, I guess we'll see. But uh, but uh, as far as quarterbacks that are going to be having the starting job for the foreseeable future, no matter what, uh, those are the ones I feel like a little bit better about, uh, at least for next uh, month or so. Yeah. And I guess, uh, we'll we'll move on to running back Wiz. I'll kick it off there. And I guess we have to wait and see what happens with uh, JK Dobbins who went down with an injury in this game. And Kenyon Drake was the guy that that was the beneficiary of that this past week. And last night, the, the mystery around uh, the benching, if you will, of uh, Melvin Gordon in the second half because Nathaniel Hackett said there was no injury related. And uh, Latavius Murray uh, was the guy that took this backfield uh, over in the second half yesterday, Was Yeah, I don't know what to make of that in a week-to-week thing. Yeah, Robin, I mean, they, they had bench Gordon. He was standing there on the sidelines, like, perplexed why he wasn't in the game. You know, their offense, you know, it's just it's difficult to tell when the entire offense is stagnant like that and one guy plays fairly well and gets a lot of carries. Um, you want to believe that he's going to be the guy. But with this head coach, I, I just feel like he doesn't really know what he's doing and he's not quite sure what's happening on a week-to-week basis. So it's tough to trust that. But right now, you got to feel pretty good if you have uh, Latavius Murray when he was um, – you know, signed by by the Broncos uh, in in this three way situation, but uh, I just have a feeling it could be uh, revolving week to week. But right now, I feel better about Murray than the other two players. And I guess just if you're if you own Christian McCaffrey and if he ends up getting moved, I guess it's kind of important maybe that you actually bring uh, 
someone like Dante Foreman around. And then obviously everything that's kind of going on with the Los Angeles Rams. I know they're off this week. Kerwin Williams is eligible to come back. Is that, is that a guy you take a look at? Yeah, it's a player that I drafted in one of the leagues because I just didn't trust the other two guys to make it through the season for, for different reasons. He, he's a guy that's, uh, that, that's certainly interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, the value of some of these other players could be completely washed away. Like uh, Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. If he gets traded to the 49ers. So um, you get the sense that something is going to happen. Uh, you're not quite sure if the player will be traded back. I mean, it'll be different if if uh, they trade Acres and a trade back, and he goes to Carolina. And not that you know that's an offense you want to be part of, but uh, it just seems like something's going to be happening in these next uh, in this next week or so regarding McCaffrey. It just looks like Carolina is going to want that number one pick, uh, and uh, and then and then move from there. All right, let's move to wide receiver. Was uh, what you, you mentioned, Alec Pierce? Um, I think he's rostered in just forty percent of leagues. Wandell Robinson uh, made his debut. I get well, kind of his debut. I get yeah, it was his debut with the Giants and uh, first touchdown. And 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 Tyquan Thornton is another player that made uh, made some noise. Was uh, coming off of the injured list. Yeah, I, I think you know Wandell Robinson from um, Kentucky. Is, is interesting. Uh, I think, you know, I, I really am not sure what's going on with um, Kadarius Tony. Um, I don't know. I think anything could happen from being the player could be released or he could, you know, be given a chance. You're not sure. But in the meantime, uh, Wondell Robinson looked like he, you know, uh, is, a, is a playmaker and that's what he was drafted for and that's he could do that. And, uh, and 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 Tyquan Thornton as well. It was nice to see him get in there and get a couple of catches. Scored his first NFL touchdown in his career. So yeah, those are players I would kind of be looking at in free agency in and obviously much much uh, deeper leagues. All right, let's move to tight end. And uh, I think tight end is where you can find uh, tremendous. We talked about this uh, in the preseason about what the tight end position looked like. And especially after last night, you saw Albert Wabunum inactive. Greg Dulcich coming off the injured list, scores a touchdown. You've spoken about Kate Otten a number of times. I've spoken about Daniel Bellinger. Hunter Henry's had three strong weeks in a row. Robert Tanyan, especially with no Randall Cobb now, I think that value goes way up. He's only rostered in 40% of the league. To me, it's a kid in a candy store when it comes to tight end in the waiver wires. Was. I like Tanyan. I like Tanyan. I mean, I think the Packers are down to two receivers that he trusts, Lazard and Tanyan. And to me, Lazard's a good player, but he, he's more of a, a scheme matchup receiver where the opposing defense is focusing on another number one receiver, and he could kind of do his thing against the opposing team's number two cornerback or uh, safety or, or, or work that kind of situation. I feel like he's the type of receiver when he's the main focus of the offense, he's not going to be as productive. So um, I just feel Tanyan is, is one of the two receivers that he trusts and uh, can start putting up big numbers in that loss of Cobb, I think, to your point. It's only going to enhance the value of Rob Tanyan. All right. Very well done. Very well done. All right. So uh, you, you wanted to talk about some kind of sell high and buy low candidates. So uh, why, why don't you kick that one off with? 
Yeah, at quarterback, there's not really many quarterbacks that I would, like, sell high on because those guys are just a lead. Like, you're not going to sell and, and, and look to trade Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes and any of those guys. But I like Matt Ryan. Uh, I just feel he is spreading that ball all over the place with a lot of receivers, getting a good connection. Um, so he's a player that I feel – you know, you could get in a trade, and he could end up being in the top 12 at the position from this point on. Uh, I just feel like um, that offense, the way they spread the ball around, those receivers coming on and looking more confident, and the connection looks better. And I love the way they use several different tight ends, and he gets the ball all over the place with those guys. And 350 yards in half of the six weeks uh, that he's played uh, is tremendous. And uh, he's just a guy that I think um, – his value is only going to keep ascending. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way about Kenny Pickett too. It's it's unfortunate that he had that concussion, but I we have a you know he did very well in 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 the early part of that game before getting knocked out of the game. He had a strong game against the Buffalo defense. Uh, that you could do a lot worse as a back. I'm not saying a starting quarterback, but a backup quarterback. And, and I just wonder, Wiz, you know. It, I, Kyler Murray, I think, has kind of fallen off a bit. That offense doesn't look good. Cliff Kingsbury is wondering if he should be calling plays, and I think that's a good wonderment because he's been pretty terrible at it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be coming back this week. Granted, I, I, it looks like they're going to lose uh, Marquise Brown for some time. I, I don't know. Is, 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 is it time to buy low maybe on somebody like a Kyler Murray? Part of me wants to say yes. I mean, I'm not sure like how buy low he is at this point. I'm not sure like the owner whoever owns Kyler Murray in their fantasy football league is going to, you know, be so apt to trade him uh, where his, you know, they, they're viewing him as, as maybe someone that um, they're kind of down on. So I guess possibly, I think that's kind of a situation that could vary from, uh, from league to league. But if I own Kyler Murray, I kind of have to see what that looks like with Hopkins back. Um, they just have that, that, that awesome connection. He just brings, um, so much more to the table and so much more attention that I think uh, kind of like Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown are like kind of the same type of receiver. So I think Rondell Moore can actually uh, look a lot better um, and play off Hopkins a little bit better. So I, I kind of hold on to Murray, but I guess, yeah, I mean, certainly uh, if you, uh, if there was a, uh, uh, from the other point of view, if there was an owner in your league that was kind of like saying, okay, you want Murray and you have to give up the world, certainly agree that it could be an interesting buy. All right, let's, uh, let's move to running back, Wiz. And uh, again, at the top, I think it's a little bit tricky uh, in terms of running backs. Uh, I don't think you want to... Right now, Eckler has actually managed to get himself with all the catches the last few weeks, has managed to get himself back into the top slot uh, in terms of uh, the, the running back position. Um, I guess McCaffrey's an interesting one uh, because you're taking a chance on where that player ends up. Uh, some people may say Brees Hall uh, is is someone to look at, but I think Brees Hall has uh, completely wrested control of that job. Uh, I, I guess the one player I know you own him in the league, in, in one of the leagues, and that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I, to me, I don't know that I have full confidence that he's going to be able be able to produce week in and week out. But I guess the two guys, I I, I think Aaron Jones is an interesting player. Uh, because Green Bay, we saw Aaron Rodgers' comments about trying to simplify things. Do uh, you think that Aaron Aaron Jones can be pried away from uh, from an Aaron Jones owner at this point in time? Yeah, I think both Green Bay running backs may fit that bill. Uh, I think they're interesting players, uh, running backs to look at by low. Uh, 
Uh, I just think they haven't been used properly. I don't know what, you know, Green Bay's doing in this game. I feel like, you know, in some of these games, the game against the Jets on Sunday, like, I don't know, you're in a 3-3 game. I don't know what you're really getting pass happy. I think uh, the the Green Bay certainly could use those players much more. And I agree, Aaron Jones as well as uh, A.J. Dillon could be good by low candidates at this point. All right, let's uh, let's move to receiver. Wiz, I- I'm going to suggest something that some someone would tell me I might want to have my mind um, examined. But last week I faded, uh, if you remember, Cooper Cup uh, in in the DraftKings. I, I thought he would have a kind of a challenging week, and and he and he did not have a great week. Um, I don't like the way that offensive line is a complete mess. The Rams and, and we talked about Stafford. We talked about this offense. Uh, to me, he's a player that you may be able to reap some big rewards uh, from from trading a player like Cooper Cup, which I do not think he's going to be able to replicate what he did last year. You know, you can call me crazy on this one, but that's that's kind of that's kind of the player that I'm looking at potentially to sell high that can that can deliver a little bit of a bounty. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'm completely off base, but uh, that's a player that I would kind of be looking to sell high. I think I don't own the player in any league, but that's that. That would be the one guy. Uh, and to me, Gabe Davis, you know, he kind of faded away a little bit with that injury. But, you know, that's a couple of weeks in a row now where where he's been productive. And I don't know, now that now that Rashad Bateman is coming back, because that offense has looked different without him, uh, maybe he's a player that you can go after on the low side, Wiz. Yeah, just, I just want to, yeah, I mean, just before I touch base on the things you said, I just want to say my my high sell running back I think is going to be Saquon Barkley. Um, this is two weeks in a row where he's kind of got hurt in the game. Uh, the game in London, he was missed a lot of time. Came back in the game. He's holding his shoulder this past week as well. He's just getting a lot of usage, and uh, I just don't particularly like that. I know his value is so high, and he's right up there with the top fantasy running backs, but he just could be someone that I'd be looking at as a, as a sell high if somebody was willing to give up a lot. Yeah, Cooper Cup is not a bad idea. Uh, I think that, you know, his the, the reputation around the player, you know, is just somebody if they thought a team in the league was going to trade him, I think they would probably give up a lot. So I could see I could see your point on that one. And as far as other ones, like I'm thinking about selling high if I had them on the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver duo who've just been so, so good. But I just have a feeling with Kenny Walker there now, they're going to just – I don't know. I think that offense is going to revolve more around him, and I think he, he's going to make some big plays um, as well. And uh, I don't know. I think Lockett and um, and Metcalf's value is very, very high now. So uh, I like what you're saying about Cooper Cup. I would add the Seahawks duo um, as far as sell high candidates as well at wide receiver. All right. And uh, tight end, uh, you know, you and I felt pretty strongly uh, coming into the season. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to do that, but we were kind of torn back and forth about who the number one tight end versus the the number two tight end was. And that was between uh, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. And really the difference in those two players, quite frankly, is that four touchdown game uh, from Kelsey, which really put him over the top. But those guys have been equally dominant each and every week. And after that was, it just drops off of a cliff. And, you know, we mentioned the guys in the waiver wire. I think Tanya, to me, has to be a guy that, that has to be looked at. 
at this point in time if he's rostered. But the tight end is just so bunched up. So it wasn't it wasn't completely obvious because to me, rather than make a trade, I would just go to the waiver wire because I think there's plenty of guys that are available here, Wiz. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. The one guy is George Kittle to me. I think if the owner of George Kittle in your league has gotten frustrated with his injuries in the first few weeks he played, and he was one of my two DraftKings prop plays, over 42 and a half yards receiving, and he had a monster game. I think we're going to see more of that from George Kittle. I think the further he's away from that injury, the more he's going to get uh, back to his explosive way. So if the owner in your league uh, has George Kittle and he's kind of like been flustered and frustrated a little bit, um, it's a shame that, you know, Kittle had such a monster week because then maybe now the owner wouldn't be so willing to, to trade the player. But that's a player that I think can um, really ascend into that grouping, maybe not with Andrews and Kelsey, but certainly be the third best tight end in uh, fantasy football the rest of the way. So Kittle is, is the one player. But, again, to what we've been saying, at tight end, I just feel there there are good guys to pick up each week that could finish in the top ten on a weekly basis. So uh, you could just use your uh, fab money on that as opposed to making a trade. Yeah, and I think uh, you know I had a situation in a couple of leagues this week. I owned Dalton Schultz. I was concerned about the injury going in. I wasn't sure what was going to happen on Sunday night. I didn't take any chances. I went to my waiver wire in one league. I got Hunter Henry, and another league I got Daniel Bellinger. And both of those players uh, ended up panning out very nicely. Yeah, they both played well. Um, the Dalton Schultz situation is really like a shame. I know you were super high on him coming in. He just uh, yeah, it's, an, it's, it's even with Dak coming back though. Right now, it's an it's an injury situation that he he reaggravated. Right, so I mean, I don't know. Is, is Jake Ferguson someone that we should be considering? If you own if you own Dalton Schultz, maybe Jake Ferguson who had yeah. a Pretty nice game is someone that we need to entertain. Yeah, I just think that if you got Schultz, you got to hope he just stays, gets on the field, and having Dak Prescott back will uh, improve uh, that. I, I don't. While I'm talking about the Cowboys, Ceedee Lamb is another player that I think is a terrific buy low candidate. If you have him, he's a definitely hold for me. I think we're getting Dak Prescott back for the second half of the year. I think he could start, you know, doing the things that uh, a lot of people, including myself. Uh, projecting him for, which is finishing inside the top 10 at wide receiver. So, you know, he struggled and um, has had some drops and difficulty uh, and hasn't had the same connection with, with Cooper Rush. But I think getting Prescott back will elevate C.D. Lamb. So I think he's a hold if you own him. And he's certainly someone that I would look up um, if the a GM in your league was kind of down on C.D. Lamb. That's a player that I feel is going to ascend in the second half as well. Yeah, uh, we can probably put the uh, uh, arrest the talk about Cooper Rush for president at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, but he, you know, he, look, you know, he's not Dak Prescott, and Jerry Jones was starting all of that nonsense by saying we have a quarterback controversy, all of that stuff, but he played well enough, and uh, he did the job, um, what the Cowboys asked of him, which was uh, to not only keep the Cowboys in contention, uh, probably exceeded expectations. Uh, when Dak went down in week one, uh, I, I doubt many people, even within the Cowboys organization, would have felt that after six games they would be four and two. They have to be thrilled by that. And uh, now we'll see uh, if Dak could start earning some of that uh, monster contract that uh, he's been paid. Yeah, and that defense is playing a big part in that, right? That Cowboy defense is playing terrific football, obviously. Oh, 
yeah, that defense is is terrific. And when they get on top of you, uh, that pass rush is as good as I've seen in, in, in I don't know how many years, but uh, they have three, four guys that can really get after the uh, the quarterback and um, and uh, and start rolling up some big numbers. So uh, we'll 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 see how that plays out as far as uh, as far as the Cowboys are concerned. All right, good stuff, Wiz. Well, that's going to wrap it up uh, in our waiver wire and our buy low and sell high candidates. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We'll be back. Hopefully tomorrow, I'm, I'm actually traveling this weekend, so uh, we're going to try to get out with some DraftKings uh, tomorrow. Hopefully we get some prop bets out there, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast regardless. So have a good night, Wiz, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. You got it.